Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And here we are back for the preview of round 16 of the NRL box set. Hey, Don. Yeah, mate. All good. Two for the price of one this week. You had your origin review at the start of the week in the international games, and now we are back for round 16. Plenty to play for this week. Um, in particular, some games of interest in that seven-win uh, logjam from 7th down to 11th. You've got two teams playing each other in the Dragons and the Raiders. You've got Manly up against the Storm. You've got the Roosters up against Penrith. And then you've got South who play Parramatta. So all those teams obviously fighting for 7th and 8th spot. Um, some players in, some players out, but... That's probably the biggest thing of interest, I guess, at this point in the season, is that log gem and who's going to land in those two spots. Yeah, particularly during Origin as well. It's critical. So, yeah, a lot to play out. Still plenty of rounds to go, plenty of footy out of us. But, yeah, the games are coming more and more important, that's for sure. Mm. And on top of that this weekend, Broncos-Cowboys. So you've got the Queensland derby. Also big implications for top four chances. Gives the Cowboys a chance to skip away. And to, for Brisbane, it obviously put them a little bit more distance away from being in the top four. Um, You've got two games at the bottom of the ladder. You've got the Warriors going home to play the Tigers, who are both, you know, in those last positions right now. And then you've got Newcastle and the Titans, similar deal, trying to get away from that bottom end. So um, probably the only game that doesn't match up in some sort of significance would be Dogs-Sharks. Like, the Dogs are obviously out of finals contention, but have done well the last few weeks and want to keep building. And then you've got the Sharks who are in a position to solidify top four. So pretty good round of football ahead. Let's jump straight into it. Uh, thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet on the footy or any sport, do it with bluebet.com.au. Visit the website or download the app today. And on all NRL games this week, if you back a team head-to-head and they lead by six points or more at halftime, Bluebet will pay you out as a winner up to $100 in winnings. Lead by six at halftime, you win. Terms and conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Charity bet, as we mentioned, I'm pretty sure on Monday we got a winner up. Uh, back to Matty Burton. So the account now is at $557.50 for the Bears of Hope. But jumping into the action, Manly opened things up against Melbourne. Uh, not the result they were looking for last time around, but this time, obviously off the back of a couple of wins and then a devastating loss uh, after leading the Cowboys by three scores. Cherry Evans and Jake are backing up. Aloye's out with a concussion, so Paseca returns on the bench. And for Melbourne, still missing a fair few players. Welch, Remus, Xavier Coates. Felice Cafusi has gone to America for personal reasons. Um, I think it's a family illness, so he won't be playing. And it's more than likely Munster will be missing as well. So... Um, a few changes, but Pappenhausen apparently will be back. So if he's back, Mini will push Anderson out of the side. You'd imagine he'll go back to one. What do you think about this one, Boxhead? Uh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Brookvale Oval, I think. Bodes well for Manly, but mm, 
Storm are just a different class, but those outs, if Munster's out and Felice's out, that's going to level it right up. So, yeah, it'll be a tight one. I think Manly, we play Manly in New South Wales Cup on Sunday, so they go into a bye after that. So it's a four-point game for Manly at home. They're in a position where they, they probably need to win a little bit more than Melbourne, but we know Melbourne are like, they're, um, they're not going to give up anything for free, so... I think those outs for Melbourne probably even this game right up, and I think it'll be it'll be good. We know what the rivalry's like between these two teams, so yeah, I think it'll be a good game tomorrow night. Yeah, hundred percent. That Munster one still to be decided uh, in terms of filling in the other holes. Chris Lewis, who's played you know some first grade at Melbourne, still but to not... be decided in that they have they've said he might might play. Yeah, there's no way he's going to play. Well, I think the scan results come back more positive than they'd hoped, but now it's a pain That's management right. thing. But I'd assume similar to you. They're not in a position where this is desperation for them. I think top four will be pretty safe. Uh, I wouldn't be risking him. Felice, like you said, you can only uh, hope and send you know your thoughts and prayers when someone's got a, a family issue. But he's you know gone to America. Hopefully, he'll be back. But there's a possibility, depending on how things play out, he may not be back next week. Um, but Josh King starts in the front row. He's been very solid this year. Brandon Smith gets a start at lock after having low minutes. Chris Lewis. First start in the back row, but Pappenhausen in particular, if Munster's missing, will be a huge in for this club. Meany has done a fantastic job, but Pappenhausen's obviously a real big part of what this club does, and um, it'll be a real big night on the shoulders of Jerome Hughes if uh, Munster's missing, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, on the manly side of things, Kepi pushes into that starting role with Aloye out. Um, their bench is pretty strong, big pack. they got Schuster still there and Walker, so a bit of versatility. I'm going to stick with the Storm, but I think this is going to be a very close game, and it wouldn't surprise me if Manly win at home. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll go Melbourne. And, uh, some key points, I guess, on this one. I think confidence in Melbourne still for me in terms of the middle rotation. Like I said, Smith at lock. King's done a good job. Push up the front row. They've got Kamika Mika and Nelson on the bench, so I think they're pretty steady there I think it's just more if Munster obviously goes out what the plan is from there does Meany revert to that spot and Anderson holds the wing if Pappenhausen goes back or does Jaden Nicarima who's named in 14 play there or Wishart who they've apparently been training you know half hook a fullback does he get brought in altogether so I'm not quite sure how they'll approach that but I um, still really like that middle rotation you've got Harry Grant there as well um, and I also really like the edge matchup of Justin Olam at Tolatau Kula. He, he's a very good player. He's very fast. But as most people know, Justin Olam's a completely different kettle of fish when it comes to the physicality side of things. Yeah, definitely. So looking for them to uh, probably try and expose that, much like Manly on the flip side. Um, you know, the edge they'll be targeting, no doubt. If Munster players will be that edge and getting Ola Kawatu at him, who's just been an absolute beast these last few games, the amount of tackle breaks, he'll certainly test that shoulder. But we're both on the storm. With bluebet.com.au, they're a dollar thirty-five favourite, three twenty for Manly, minus seven and a half the line, one to twelve, four dollars Manly, three dollars Storm. Thirteen plus is two forty-eight the Storm, eight ten for the Sea Eagles. Knights versus the Titans. Box said your team looking for a win, as are the Knights and Ponga ruled out two concussions in short succession. Other than that, they're pretty stable, um, and they've also got some players in the reserves pushing for a return. Daniel Safidi, Bradman Best, possible 
late inclusions for the Titans. Uh, it's the same team except David Fafita has been named on the bench, and there's talk that Kevin Proctor may play as well. So Pong is a big out, but to be honest, and I think you'd agree with me here, Tex Hoy, when he filled in at that position, has done a fairly good job. Yeah, well, I think Milford has been pretty good as well um, with, you know, missing such a significant chunk of time. You know, him and Clune, solid pairing. Uh, Clifford, I think, might be in the reserves again as well. So what happens there, I don't know. But I think with their forward pack, it's pretty even. The back lines, again, pretty even. I think the biggest difference is your spine players. Toby Sexton um, has been pretty good in terms of generating repeat sets and, and kicking game, but his overall impact... Over 80 minutes um, has been, you know, something that's probably lacking in terms of icing games, but he doesn't have a lot of help. Paul Turner is only young. He's in the halves with him, I think, for his second game. They haven't got a lot out of nine. Brimson certainly needs to be a factor from the back of the field, and I guess the man they'll lean on, as they always do, will be the number 13 in Tino. But um, I think with the possibility of those guys being a late inclusion, I still like Newcastle. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stick with the Knights. It's at Newcastle. Not with a lot of confidence again, but um, I'm, I'm going to lean that way. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got no idea. I'll go to Titans. On the Titans, hopefully, like I said, Fafita, no matter how they use him, has an impact. Hopefully Tino gets a bit more help. Um, I think Liu's been a pretty good support for him and for more has been solid all year, but just in general, like you've talked about multiple times, I guess it's just defensively. They need to do a much better job defensively across the 80 minutes. That's where they've been let down. Yeah. Um, for Newcastle, Clemmer's really led the way. Frizz has been good. Barnett, since coming back, is trying to make up um, for a bit of time there. So, And I, probably the other one is Gagai's had a couple of poor origin games. There's been a lot of talk about him. He'll be looking for a big game, I'd assume. Yeah, we're squad on Sunday night, definitely. So interesting to see how that plays out. But the odds on that one with bluebet.com.au, $1.84 are the Knights, $1.95 for the Titans, minus one and a half the line, one to 12 Knights, $3, $3.10 the Titans, 13 plus the Knights, $3.95, $4.55 the Titans. Uh, a tough matchup for the Roosters who are pushing to still make the finals. But on the outside, looking in and the draw is not kind the last few weeks, this is, I think, potentially a fourth loss in a row. They head to Penrith to play the Panthers, who have named their full 17 complement as strong as they can be. Um, and they've also got options there in the reserves if they want to rest anyone. But I don't really see that happening. I think they'll go all guns blazing. For the Roosters, Kiri's still not named with that head knock. Jared Rhea Hargroves hasn't been available for over a month now. Um... I know Manu was great on the weekend. Sawali's obviously been really good. Teddy Tupo been great in Origin along with Collins. But I look at this and still think they're a bit undergunned. Penrith are just relentless. You're going to get no favours. Can they get out of yardage? Can they generate momentum? Can they take their opportunities in good ball? I, I just think Penrith, again, will be way too relentless over 80 minutes. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the Roosters are still sort of finding their style. They're not at full strength. And yeah, the Panthers have just been relentless. Mm. And I'm sure they'll, yeah, I'm sure they'll generate some opportunities with the class that they have. But it's just across 80 minutes, and in particular, I look at their nine situation, which is something 
I would have hoped it would have been sorted by now, but with Hutchison moving out of that role, Watson having injuries and not really solidifying that role, Verrill's been injured as well. Um, I can really see this forward pack going to town and just working over Watson and Verrill's and Radley's off a six-week layoff, so I think that middle is going to get a hell of a lot of traffic. Harpy and those big forwards are just going to be relentless to that middle channel, and no doubt on the back of it, I know where I'd be going. That right edge with Sam Walker is they're going to be putting kick out on him all night. Yeah, you think so. So, um, yeah, I, I think the holes, the hole looks like it's going to get deeper for the Roosters. There was a bit of news today around that they're possibly picking up Matt Lodge for the rest of the year, which, regardless of what you think of the bloke, given their situation right now, that would be an outstanding pickup. Yeah. Um, they certainly need all the help they can get in that department, but for this weekend... A bit of a head-scratcher how that's allowed and how that happens. I oh, know like, the Roosters obviously don't got... The money in the cap, but... Mm. Yeah, well, I think there was a notional value put on... Look, I mean, the Warriors are sitting in the bottom four and the Roosters are... You know, I, know, I know they're not coming as well as what they would like, but mm. their roster's certainly a lot stronger than the Warriors. Well, the Parramatta the Eels... Warriors fans are going, well, we lose a player to the Roosters. That just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, well, I, th- I think part of that's on their own owner, and he's admitted that as much um, for the reasons he's not there anymore, but... Um, Parramatta obviously put in... Well, how do the Roosters find the cap space? Well, they let Volkman and Lossett go mid-year and they've got a value of 20000 a game, which I think Parramatta had a look, but they've got their full complement. The Roosters have released a few players. So apparently they've got the room. I think it's not going to be this week, um, but in a couple of weeks' time. So obviously Parramatta can have an interest, but if he didn't want to go there, you know, but... In all honesty, like you're saying, they're I can't. Yeah, well, exactly. But they were interested, and apparently they were told twenty grand a game. It would have been up to two hundred thousand. So they didn't have the room. But Roosters let a couple go. Uh, apparently, they've got the room for the rest of the year. So I don't know. Yeah, if... good luck to them. I, yeah just yeah. The the Warriors. Yeah, aren't they? Aren't they painting? Aren't the Warriors painting for next year as well? Yeah, well, the owner basically, like I said, admitted that was on him and that was his deal and they're going to have to cop that in their cap to... Nothing that Lodge did. It was uh, Mark Robertson basically said that was him, so... And Lodge, Lodge will pocket the 20 grand again, yeah? Just play him? This year, if he obviously gets registered, yeah. Yeah, well... Okay. So, so he's going to get paid out. So he's still getting paid by the Warriors and then he's allowed to earn a wage on top of that at another club. Well, I think this year he got, you know, released and then he gets next year all paid. And then he got... A, yeah, he, obviously, he'd have to be getting paid this year if he's getting paid next year. Oh, I don't think at the moment. I think next year's is just on the chin. They're copping it sweet. This, yeah, year, yeah. this year... They, he's, can't, they can't sever this year's contract and still have him sign for next year is my point. The contract is the contract. So, obviously, they've paid him out for the duration of the contract, which is to the end of, no, the end of next year. And yeah, he's allowed to go to another club and earn another whack. Like well, well, you're forgetting the other side of it as well. Brisbane paid him out to leave there, so he's picked up two payments in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah doesn't, he, doesn't make a lot of sense, mate. He's collected over a million dollars in payouts. <laughs> so, not bad if you can get it. Yeah. But um, as to when they register him, I don't know. But it's funny because, again, for this year, obviously it works, but for next year, they haven't registered Angus Crichton's deal yet that they tabled a while back because they don't have room. So uh, that's interesting because part of the thought process here was if things go well, they'd also look at signing him, you know, maybe not long-term, but moving forward, or that'd be an option. But 
they've still got contracts they can't register internally from this year onwards. So. I think half of what they're waiting for is to see what the number is before they register. Because yeah. the talk about the Crichton deal is if, you know, worst case, they might not end up offering it or he might be free to go. And, you know, Parramatta and the Tigers and a few clubs have been linked to him, but I think it all, all bodes around the cap number. Mm. So see what happens. But we're both on the Panthers and bluebet.com.au agree. The Panthers are a $1.16 favourite. The Roosters, five fifteen. 15 and a half is the line. 1 to 12 Panthers, 330. 7.20 for the Roosters. 13 plus Penrith, $1.60. $19 for the Roosters. Uh, Doggies versus Sharks. Potsy's not available this week. He's come down with the Rock and Rona. So he'll be doing via distance uh, from yeah, home. Yeah, he's going to coach via Zoom, I think. Hmm. So, obviously, probably, I'm guessing, Sandercock and uh, Ferner will be running things for the rest of the week. Yeah. Yep. Um, in terms of their side, they've stuck with the team. No surprise that has won last time after they chalked up their two in a row. The debutant, Kurt Moran, has been named on the bench despite that injury, which looked to be something major at the time. I think it might have been a dislocation and it's gone back in. Um, but for them, no surprise. They've stuck with Avarillo at one. Karaz has been great on the wing. Um, Burton will come back hopefully with a whole bag of confidence and their forwards have been doing a great job. Vaughan, Fitala Mariners last few games, Pungai's back to playing some good footy king. Um, so they'll be looking to keep building on what you know they've been dishing up. And I guess for the Sharks, it hasn't been pretty. Um, but they found a way to win. They've probably got to, you know, work on getting a bit more ruck momentum first and narrowing how they play rather than the shift to shift that is sort of forcing the football a little bit sideways for mine, but, um, you know, they'll certainly get a tough matchup if the dogs that have played the last few games have turned up to play the way they are. But I think if I'm Fitzgibbon, my real focus is probably a bit more playoff Braley, not so much this this shift for a shift and a shift for a shift off any play of the ball, try and narrow and channel a little bit, maybe focus on working over somebody in the middle or getting out of Flanagan and working out a channel using my big outside backs even in that sense coming out of yardage, your Talakai's, your Ramians and sort of maybe narrowing things a little bit to, to be able to shift the football. I think what we talked about at the start of the year, it was a bit easier. But when you get four or six weeks in and people get video and start to figure out what you're doing, I don't think they've been quite as cohesive since then. Yeah, but we did that at the start of the year as well. What's that, sorry? We did say that at the start of the year. Hmm. As you went on offensively, because yeah, your, your strategy and your tactics are going to need to evolve and develop across the year, and that would be the issue with playing so many guys that don't have genuine halves experience. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how things evolve. I don't think you'll see a lot of evolution in the next month, just during this the, the colder months and the, the origin sort of period. Once they teams come out of that, the weather heats up a little bit more. As we roll into sort of the last six weeks, I think you'll, you'll start to see teams really evolve into what they think is going to breed them success later in the year. Mm. And I think they've got a big reliance on their back five in particular, you know, the wingers and centres to help out in yardage because it's not the biggest forward pack. Ueli um, certainly has been missed. He brings a real point of difference and Hunt can make an impact, but limited minutes. But Tolman, Fanukan, 
Rudolph, etc., playing McInnes in that sort of lock role. They're small, they're mobile, but against some of those bigger packs, your Parramatta's, your Penrith's, Melbourne's, like they just don't have the firepower. Yeah, well, it's a game that they'd be expected to win, mm. and they would have struggled to win. So yeah, we'll see if they can get the job done because the Bulldogs certainly won't roll over. No, nah, and again, like I spoke about the other week, non-origin affected find themselves now in the top four, have an opportunity to keep building into that sort of on on the sly after being talked about for the first four to six weeks. They've sort of fallen off the radar a little bit. No one's really talking about them. So this period for them, if this is a win into the return from Origin, who they'll play Melbourne off the two-day backup, I think. So they'll have a great opportunity to play Melbourne probably without their Origin players. This period right now is the difference between them being just in the eight or potentially in the top four. So um, critical. But, yeah, for me, I think I'd be trying to narrow my focus a little bit more off my nine. They extended him for four or five years. They've clearly got a high opinion of him. Um, And for the dogs, probably just all the stuff that we've been seeing, hopefully we see again. It's been effort. It's been energy. Their packs rolled. They've had second phase. And Burton's boots just caused chaos. So a couple of nice hangers for the back three. Make sure you, you know, grill Katoa in particular, Kennedy, uh, Mulatalo, and try and bash and bomb. Still on the Sharks, though, but, um, yeah, I think the Dogs will give them plenty. Well, they will. They're in good form. They're, they've got a good side on paper. So... You got on the Sharks? Found, found some cohesion with Avrilo at one in particular, and, and Burton seems to be playing a little bit more open since Potsy's taken over. So, yeah, it all... Yeah, it all points to a good game of footy on a dry track, three o'clock Saturday. 100%. Um, who do you like? You on the Sharks? Yeah, yeah. I like the Sharks, but I'd, I'd like to see the Dogs win. Mm. Well, like I said, I'm just hoping for a good game. I think we'll get one. Um, and with bluebet.com.au, they've got the Sharks a dollar thirty-eight favorite, three dollars the Bulldogs, eight and a half the line, one to twelve the Dogs three. Uh, sorry, three ninety. Sharks three dollars thirteen plus the Dogs eight forty two forty-five for the Sharks. The Queensland Derby, always a great game of football, but a little bit disappointing at the start here. The Broncos got decimated by the Cowboys, and now they head up to Townsville. Um, in terms of players backing up, Murray Tulagi, Jeremiah Nenai, Val Holmes, Warby. They're not really backing up. Like, it was a Sunday game. So I get not, that. Yeah, um, they're not backing up this week. More saying, from origin, they're going to want to back up yeah. with a good performance. They, yeah, of course. But they're not, yeah, physically they should be fine. McLean um, called into that camp after being in good form this year. Robson's been in good form. Um, you know, they've got Leilua mid-season. That's now confirmed for the rest of this season. And obviously the deal from 2025. So after losing Helium Lukey, they've got him on the bench. I'll be interested to see if they roll him in to the middle or whether they push, say, a Tom Gilbert into the middle role and give him some time on the edge. Um, you know, I think he can offer something on the edge that they haven't really had in terms of his ball playing, but... I think at the same time, he's going to have to buy into the way they defend because he certainly hasn't been the greatest defender across his career. But um, still missing Cotter. Kyle Feltz named in the 22-man squad, so potential for him to come back, I, I, I think, naturally. I know Hammer's got a lot of glitz and glamour about him, but in terms of what he dishes up by those few moments, I think his yardage, his defence, kick return, etc., he naturally would be the one for me who'd probably end up missing out. Um and yeah, I think 
for the Broncos side of things, Mam holds his spot in the halves. Gamble's name in the reserves, but I think that's the way forward. Um, Gamble is a solid player, but he doesn't do anything that Reynolds doesn't do. Mam brings a bit of X factor, a bit of that Cody Walker, which I think is perfect when you've got, you know, an Adam Reynolds. They've got Stags back in uh, in the centres. Branko Lee holds that spot with Herbie missing. Payne Haas has still been named despite that ankle injury, so we'll see what happens there. Carrigan off his 65 minutes. Kate Wall's playing. Um, and I think this is a big game for Flegler to make a statement to potentially push into that side. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a big game for all Queensland players. Mm. Especially the ones that play to show that they're, you know, they're keen and ready to go for game three. But yeah, like you say, the guys that are outside the squad or outside the 17 need to push to try and be included. I'm going to, um, I'm going to tip the Cowboys. I think the Broncos have got you know, a few injuries and Cowboys at home. I think, yeah, it's, it's an important game in terms of top four, top eight. One could sort of jump the other uh, for that, you know, back-end run, I guess, we're going on. It's, it's a four-point game when these two are comparing each other. And like you said, there's probably a little bit more to play for for Brisbane because they lost that earlier matchup. But, yeah, I'll favour the Cowboys. Yeah, and similar deal, like you said before, they're log-jammed for fourth place with the Sharks and the Eels right now, but a loss here puts the Cowboys in a very nice position and obviously pushes Brisbane further away. So um, if they can get the win and, say, the Sharks and that win, there's still that log jam pushing out of the origin period, but a loss here could sort of make it a bit harder to track that down on the back run. Um, yeah, I think this is pretty even across the board, but given... The Broncos, Broncos win, they've got equal points, so... It's uh, a four-point game for the Cowboys. You know, you win, and that's the four-point buff you've got on fifth place. Yeah, they'll be two points behind, and so would the Sharks. So it would certainly narrow things. But if the Cowboys win, they'll skip, you know, three that's wins clear. It's a massive game for the Cowboys at home. Mm. Uh, but for them, like I said, Cotter, Lukey missing, felt potentially back. On the Brisbane side, there's some fringe injuries, but the only real major person... Missing from this lineup now that I think would be in the side is Herbie, who's obviously out long term. Other than that, well, Payne Haas won't play either, will he? No, he's been named. They reckon today would be good to go. Mm. So, if he's not good to go, looking at the reserves, uh, potentially Rabadi or Reese Kennedy will come in to fill that role. If he's out, definitely on the Cowboys. But regardless, uh, I'll be sticking with the Cowboys. Uh, plenty of traffic at Adam Reynolds. They think they're needling up those ribs, and he's obviously had some other niggles throughout the year. But uh, between him and Mam, Mam's the other one. Um, he's obviously really, really good with the football, but only a smaller body. I have no doubt. Similar deal. If you can channel and get some traffic down that edge, you'd be running plenty at him. Yeah. But um, the odds with this one with bluebet.com.au a dollar forty-five favorite of the Cowboys, two seventy-five for the Broncos, minus six and a half the line. 1 to 12 cows, 275, 425 for the Broncos. 13 plus for the Cowboys, 274, 690 for the Broncos. South versus the Eels, very interesting game um, for Parramatta. These teams are sitting you know, in, in a spot here where South are trying to solidify their spot. They've dropped some games that you wouldn't have expected them to. For Parramatta, back line was decimated slowly but surely. They've got it back together. Blake's returned. Penasini's flourished. Sevo's back after a couple of runs now. Their halves have been good. And their forward pack is just stacked. They got Lane back with Dylan Brown this year and playing good footy. Madison's transitioned to the 13 position. Papali's a freak. 
They had the Origin props, and on the bench now they've got back Murata Niakore, along with Oregon Kafusi, Makatoa, and Rodwell has pushed out Nathan Brown. So, um, you know, they've got options there if they want to drop Rodwell for an Opacek who can play back row center, bring Brown back in, bring in a Cartwright who can play a few positions, or even Perham who covers one, six centers. So you'd think they can't be in any better state in terms of their lineup. Um, and Paulo was the only one from origin that a few guys play internationals. But for South, the biggest return possibly for them, Latrell Mitchell, which is finally going to take the focus a little bit off their halves. This is Ilias's first game since the hooking, which I didn't agree with, hoping that this will bring Cody Walker um, down a peg or two in, in terms of his frustration and the tension because, really, he's he's been letting them down. I, I know things have been frustrating and there's been guys missing and things have changed a little bit, but he's been really, really disappointing um, in terms of their pack as well. Arrows, yeah, you probably understate the impact other players have, like, uh, have had, had on him and released him. They're, they want him to do a job that he, he doesn't do. He's never done. So, yeah, South's are in a difficult spot at the moment. And, yeah, they're going to struggle to make the eight, let's be honest. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, Arrow only played low minutes, so he'll be fine. Cook only played half a game, so not, you know, the usual big game for them. Like I said, there's results around them where some of those teams in that logjam are playing pretty hard opposition, so um, it pro- may not be as important as some other weeks, but most certainly with Latrell back, hopefully he's firing, could take a bit of attention off their halves and help out in some of those shift plays. But I think the biggest thing for them is, I think, I haven't looked at the stats, but they'd have to be close to making the most errors in the competition. There's times where they just completely disrespect the football, and in particular, Walker's been the biggest culprit, where they're getting jammed or the shape's just not there, and he just refuses to hold the football. Um, I think their forward pack needs to be better. They got blown apart in the middle by the Dragons, which I'm sure Parramatta will be certainly looking to get through their middle and just pour through there. Um, That's probably the big two focuses, I think, and then defensively, you know what will happen if they're... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It'll opens up. Paramount showed against the Roosters that if they roll and they have their heads on and they go forward first, what sort of football they can play on the back of it. So I'm on the Eels, but I'm hoping to see some sign of life from South. But Latrell also has not played a hell of a lot of football, so I'm not expecting miracles week one. Yeah, I'm going Eels. Yeah, and with BlueBet.com... The Rabbitohs do have the most errors in the comp. There you go, because I watched... Like four, Raiders four less, Roosters four less than that, Bulldogs four less than that. Well, you just look at the start of the, South, uh, the Dragons game, they're getting jammed, and Cody threw two or three where he's literally almost got contact being made. Like, just put the football away. Sometimes you just have to take a hit yeah, or... You've com- Cody, Cody bashed enough, buddy. I'm not Cody bashing. Him and Cook have been disappointing. Yeah. So... But- why. What do you mean? Yeah, well, point there as much as you want. I think the kid's done a pretty good job. He's 
not Adam Reynolds. He's not Adam Reynolds. And he's not. He's never going to be Adam Reynolds. And it's not a comparison between Reynolds and Ilias, but the impact that Reynolds had, we can see at Brisbane. So, yeah, I'm not going to go over it again. But, yeah, there's, there's reasons. It's mm. not just like they've decided to not play well. No, but I also think some have not been more accountable and haven't adjusted at all. You can't just be trying to force passes under pressure or get frustrated and fight people every 10 minutes, can you? Like, you're a $900,000 paid half in the NRL. Should have some accountability. Move on. Yep. Uh, Parramatta uh, with bluebet.com.au are a $1.55 favourite. The Bunnies, $2.45, minus 4.5 is the line. One to twelve for South, three seventy three dollars are the Eels, and thirteen plus for South, five eighty three dollars for the Eels. The return, finally, the Warriors return to Mount Smart Stadium, two p.m. on the Sunday against the Tigers. Um, it's been sixty away games in a row over a thousand days. They had a cracking international clash between New Zealand and Tonga um, to whet the appetite, but this one, I think. I just expect things to flow over. If the emotion, the crowd, and the returns not enough, regardless of who's playing, this it just has to be a Warriors victory. Yeah, it'd be very Warriors-ish if they didn't win, though, wouldn't it? Would be, but I, I think yeah. I think that yeah, everything points to a Warriors win. They're playing the most appropriate team if you're going to go home. Yeah, it's just going to be like the Bermuda Triangle. Good luck working it out. Hmm. So it'll probably be very entertaining and I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I, I really, really hope the Warriors win and win well for their fans. Yeah. Um, Kamali's made a couple of changes. He's got a debutante in the young bloke who's come through the system who they got from Victoria. Uh, Funia Pole, I think he's on the bench. You took Amanda returns on the bench. Twile's been ruled out for the rest of the year with concussion issues. James Roberts returns in the centres after a fair stint out. And they've gone with Farmanu Brown after he scored double on return. He was dropped. Now he's the starting hooker. So a um, few changes there on their side of things for the Warriors. Johnson's obviously been having some personal issues, been away from his family and his partner. Hopefully this week um, that relief and being home gets that stress, I guess, and that burden. The mental side of the game and the off-field is just as important to how you play on-field. Young Ronald Volkman, I thought he was solid in his debut, but again, a hard situation to come into. Hell of an experience for him. And for Reese Walsh, I think this will be a very positive experience at a homecoming. Um, they've made a change as well. New centre pairing. Ewan Aikens back in the centres with Jesse Arthurs. Fanil Blake obviously returned the other week. He's up front with Tavag, Jazz Devunga, who's been a hell of a handful since he's gone there. This is Harris's fourth or fifth game back. It's current second or third game back. He was in great form before his injury. Um, and then on the bench, Bunty, Sirinan, Katoa is returns on the bench, and Harris Devita is the 14. So um, I'm, I'm all over the worries here. God knows what happens. But if there was ever a time to just be relentless for 80 minutes and be fueled by the crowd and the emotion and the return, I wouldn't want to be the Tigers this weekend. No. No. Uh, and the odds on that one with bluebet.com.au $1.50 favourite, the Warriors, two sixty. The Tigers, minus four and a half is the line. One to 12, Warriors, 290, 375. The Tigers, 13 plus the Warriors, $3, $6.30 for the Tigers. And last but not least, this game, two teams that are deadlocked in the eight. Very important, particularly for Canberra, who, again, are a team who have dropped a couple of results. The Dragons have sort of, you know, been chipping away all year and have kept themselves in, in the fight. But 
um, for the Raiders and the Dragons, obviously, but for the Raiders more so with some of the results they've dropped. This is a real big game, but in the Dragons' favour, it's at Win Stadium. They've been very, very good at Win this year. Um, Amone's last game in the halves was a real step forward. I think it was a positive that he put Sims and DeBellin in the middle. Uh, that brought a bit more leg speed in terms of what he gets off his bench from the Molo brothers and Woods. I don't know if that'll be as impactful um, against the Raiders as it was against uh, Souths, where they had a 32-0 half and then lost the second half 12-zip. But, yeah, I think being at home and some of those changes, there were some good signs for the Dragons. But for the Raiders, Savage has been growing in confidence. Jack White is back in the halves with Jamal Fogarty. The outstanding form of Tarpanay, Hudson Young, Adam Elliott, they've been great. Um, and then on top of that, Horsburgh off the bench. You've got two nines now. They've sort of got a bit of, ba- bit of balance out of dummy half, I think. Things are shaping up muscly, but this is a must win. You there? Yeah, sorry. I had some internet issues. Internet it's issues. Mu- it was a must win for both sides, definitely. Like you've outlined. Um, the hoodoo. Which way did the hoodoo go? It was going the dragon's way, wasn't it? No, I think the hoodoo used to be in Canberra's favour. Then it sort of flipped. They broke it. Canberra's favour, yeah. I don't know. It's always, always known as the hoodoo game. Yeah, I don't know if it's been a bit more back and forth. Uh, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I don't know what to make of the Dragons. We played them, yeah, obviously in reserve grade two weeks back, and we beat them 41-40. They played some of the best attacking footy I've seen all year. That was on the back of them putting, what, 32 on South in the first half on Thursday night prior to that. Yep. So the club, I think the club has improved a lot, but it's just about the consistency of producing that type of footy across 80 minutes has been the issue, isn't it? Uh, it's at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong. Yeah, Wynn Stadium. I think that's, that's, that's uh, a huge advantage. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I think Canberra are the better team, but, but geez, I, I don't know. That's just my gut. But the fact that it's a win Sunday Arvo footy, I'll probably I'll probably lean the Dragons. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with the Raiders. I think again, um, some of those guys really inform me. Papali'i obviously needs to make a bit of a statement. He's got low minutes twice for Queensland. You know he can play more than that. Um, his club form's been okay, but he's not punching in the same direction right now as Tarpany, Young, Elliot, etc. Horsberg off the bench. He's he's you know somebody who can really impact their game. If he joins in with the way those guys have been playing, he can have a huge impact. I think Jack will want to make a statement. Like he lost his spot from COVID. Um, you know, there's no guarantee he gets back in, but I think he'll be looking to send a message. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Savage um, if the conditions are a bit messy. I know he can make an error at times, but he's he's pretty bloody exciting. And um, the head-to-head of two powerhouses as well, Moses Sully up against Taboko. Both got defensive lapses at times, but can certainly break a tackle. Yeah, definitely. So looking forward to seeing these two teams play. I think this will be one of the better games of the round. But yeah, a part of that log jam of five teams on seven, but these two directly impacting one another. So we're split on the tips for that one. And the odds with bluebet.com.au 
$2.08 for the Dragons. Uh, at home, slight outsiders. The Raiders are favourites at $1.74. Minus 2.5 the line. 1 to 12 Dragons, 325. 1 to 12 for the Raiders is 305. 13 plus Dragons, 490. And 13 plus Raiders is 365. So the tips there, um, we're only different on Knights and Titans and that last game. But like I said, implications across all games for top four, the log jam for seventh and eighth, and then there's two clashes of teams at the bottom who are obviously looking to get away from the dreaded wooden spoon and finishing on the bottom of the ladder. Um, just some quick points to wrap up before we go. We obviously touched on the lodge situation and how that plays out. Some signing news. The Broncos today locked up Selwyn Cobbo for two more years, so they'll be very happy. They got Mem for a couple of extra years. They got the young hooker who played in the 19s game, Moza, Hetherington for another year, Page for another year, Riki until 24, Willison till 25, Pierre Kura to 24, Rabadi till 24, Carrigan to 24, Herbie for one more year. So they've certainly uh, really pushed to lock up some of their younger talent or some of those guys that are around their squad and the way they're heading. So um, Cobo for two more years. Positive news, I'm sure you'd agree for the Broncos. It's not a you know four or five year ridiculous sort of deal we're talking at the start of the year when people were talking about him getting seven eight hundred thousand, but I'm sure they found a decent middle ground. He realises he's only nineteen years old; he's got plenty of time in the game, and they're obviously building into something nice. So um, he can reassess in a couple of years what he wants to do. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins, no surprise. We knew from the start this was probably going to happen, but Sean O'Sullivan today announced he's going to the Dolphins, where his father, of course, is the recruitment manager. So he, he joins your mate, Jared Wallace, who I'm sure you're happy he's heading to the Dolphins. Yeah, bye-bye. Um, Brenko Lee obviously recently announced, Jeremy Marshall King, and I'm still awaiting the Milford news that he's going there. And once that happens, they'll be closer to having a proper 1-17 to or a picture of what 1-17 to is. But there's been a news going around now that Newcastle are actually very happy and are going to try and offer him a deal. But him and Wayne Bennett are very close. It's apparently a handshake agreement that'll be going there, so I highly doubt Newcastle will be able to change that. There you go. Um, South, Davey Mawale, the young 18-year-old who's a beast. They've locked him up for a few more years, no surprise, but of more interest. Damien Cook, who's still got a year to run, is trying to chase the club for a three-year extension on top of that. Wow. So, similar situation again. They've got Mamazoulos, who's signed till 2024. Cook signed to the end of next year, but he's trying to get three years on top of that. So that would take him through to 2026, and he'd be 35, 36 years old. So I'm sure if I'm South, I'm, you know, maybe keen to talk about an extension. I don't know if I'd do three years. Um, And then again, I guess the question is money. Because last time he was at the peak of his powers, best possible form. The talk was it was close to $900,000. I think he's. Still a good player, but I don't think he's improved as much as they probably would have hoped. And I don't think that's the sort of dollar figure you'd be talking about now either. So, I don't know. Have to wait and see what plays out with that one. Um, and then the other side of it, again, is Mamazoulos' patience. If they do give him a two- or three-year extension in big money, how long does he wait around? <laughs> So that's going to become crunch time in that regard, isn't it? Yeah. What would you offer for Damien Cook? Like, if you sat down today and said, okay, we'd like to extend, but he's currently on eight, nine hundred, what do you think is fair for Damien Cook? 
Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think we're more talking like the six, 700 range maximum now, not nine. No, no, no. Um, particularly, again, we're talking age. Six, six is still very good money. 100%. But what, like, what's added to his game? That is going to be, if you're playing well enough, then you're going to get your top ups through playing Origin, etc. Mm. I'd put a few triggers in there and just say, look, if you hit these benchmarks, then we'll pay a little bit more. Yeah, but I think, no, again... I don't, I don't think... I think he's certainly on his way down the mountain. He's not, not climbing up the mountain, so his salary should reflect that. Mm. And if we're talking, like, if you had all the hookers off contract right now, I'd be more keen on Arpy, more keen on Harry, more keen on uh, probably two or three others before him. So, naturally, you're not at the top of the market anymore. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, I guess money-wise, like I said, at the end of the day, it all comes down to that in years. But interesting situation for them. Um, in terms of, like I said, where they're at, how many years he wants, how much money he wants, how that affects Memozulos. Um, they've obviously got some decisions to make there. Yeah. Uh, probably one of interest, the Sharks. Them and Him and Wade Graham are obviously in talk at the moment. Wade Graham, most people would forget, this is his 12th season at Cronulla. Like, that makes me feel so old. It's his 15th in the NRL, but the last two years he's only played 11 games and six games so far of a possible 15 um, he's on big money. They've got Teague Wilton, Britton Nakora, young kid Jesse Colquhoun, who they've upgraded. Uh, but apparently he wants an extension. And again, I guess it comes down to dollars, years, and what you're looking at doing. But if I'm Cronulla right now, I, I sort of don't like the fact he's in the back row. I, I was thinking that Teague Wilton was playing some pretty good football. I think the natural sort of move for me right now with his ball skills would be into that sort of 13 role. But again, with his HIA issues and injuries the last few years, I... And they've already got Dale and McInnes. I, I don't quite know if this ends up working out how way Graham wants it to. Yeah. What do you do there, though? Well, that's just it. If he's on close to 800 grand, he's definitely not worth that anymore. No. He's 32. He's what, had... what, does he, what, does he want, what does he want the club to do? Yeah, well, that's sort of it. They could make him an offer. But I dare say to be half of what he's on, and it'd probably be year by year. Um, yeah, that, probably, not, probably not even that. To be fair. Well, that, that's it. That's kind of what I'm getting at. That's probably being kind to say 400. I certainly wouldn't be paying 400. No, it's a bit like. Again, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe pay him 250 and then have triggers in it. If you play, you know, 10 games, you get 300. If you pay play 20 games, you get. 350 and sort of trigger it that way. Mm. And I, I guess I, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't think he can. He's a risk. He's a risk. Yeah. And yeah, allocating decent money and and that's still decent money. Well, it's better than a normal job. Need to be available and playing on a week to week basis. It's dangerous to sign someone who is a risk. Yeah, because it does. It affects it affects the quality of the team. It affects your ability to to push for premierships. It, it does. Simple as that. But it's also what you've got coming through. Like, how long can you hold T. Wilton back? Yeah. How long can you like Nakora is obviously locked in, but you've just paid him. You've upgraded Colquhoun, who's close to playing already, and he's only nineteen, twenty. Like, there's only a certain time you could sit there and you know wax lyrical or live in the past about someone's ability and where they're at, like. He's not as quick as he was. He's still got plenty of skill, and he's also had some concussion issues. Like, at some point, you need to get realistic about where you can use him. He probably doesn't have 
the leg speed that you want for the edge anymore. 13 probably suits him, but then you look at your roster and you've got McInnes and Dale Finucane. So it's sort of, you know, if he's in your squad now, he's probably in your 17 as more a bench forward who can cover a couple of roles to not hold back Teague and that. But again, what at what price? So That's right, yeah. Interesting one, but we'll see what happens. Um, Parramatta, quick one for them. Gerard Mamasia, who's had terrible run of injuries but is highly rated at the Knights. They're starting to get some forwards for the recruits they're losing. He signed a two-year deal. Joins Jermaine Hopgood from Penrith, who's also signed a two-year deal for Parramatta. So starting to try and get some recruits um, to fill in some of the holes they're going to have. The Panthers continue to upgrade within. Eddie Blacker, the young man they got from the Dragons, who's a former Queensland under-20s player, one-year extension. Chris Smith, a one-year extension. And as we know, Isaac Tago, Taylor Mo, uh, Taylor Maybo signed extensions as well. So most of their work so far has been internal as well as upgrades. Um, and the last two things I had here, one was... The Super League news, we've obviously been sent plenty of stuff by people who want to know what Vaughn is doing. You obviously know what he's doing now. Um, but the Wolves, you know a bit more about this because you know about Daryl Powell. Hasn't been the greatest year, but they're absolutely cleaning house. They've got Sam Cassiano. Well, isn't their owner an absolute squillionaire? Like entertainment, music and everything. Like He's, he's a big wig, isn't he? Yeah, but he, they, they haven't really hit any real heights to be honest well they've certainly so yeah they'll come move from Cass to Warrington this year probably the guy to coach so yeah what do you what do you do I guess if you're not getting the results then you need to look at the reasons why and then yeah make decisions and that's that's what they're doing they're certainly doing that they signed Sam Cassiano Gil Dudson, both from Catalan. They brought Tom McKaylee over mid-year from the Tigers. He's still only 22. They've got Vaughn going there next year for two years, and then they're talking about getting Josh McGuire and Matt Dufty. So they're certainly not holding back on trying to flip that team around. Uh, and then the last thing is probably the biggest thing of the week for a lot of people is Matt Burton. Matt Burton's obviously debuted for Origin. He's slowly getting better at his time at the Bulldogs. But I said at the start of the year that the player option was there and it wouldn't surprise me, regardless of how they were going, that he denies his player option because obviously it puts him in a position to renegotiate. But for the Bulldogs right now, I guess, how much do you think you'd have to pay Matt Burton if he said, I will stay, but I I want an upgrade? He has to pay him double. I think 800. Well, he's already on half a million, so... I think that's the minimum. But then my other thing here is if you're on the open market, and this is something to consider from doing a quick bit of research before we come on the air, Luke Brooks is off contract as of next year. Sean Johnson's off contract next year. Matt Moylan is off contract this year, and they could plug in a hole with Trindle, and they've got cap space. The Roosters have doubts over Luke Keary, and Sam Walker's off contract as of next year as well. Jack White has two player options he can deny. Both the Dragons' halves are off as of next year, as is he. All of South's three halves are off contract. Newcastle have got both their halves off contract. And the Eels have two halves with player options are off contract next year. And the Storm, whether people want to hear it or not, Munster could possibly leave and he's currently on a million dollars. So for the Bulldogs, this is a scary situation because it's not very often 
that so many clubs will have a guy in the similar spot here where if their player leaves and they've got X amount of dollars left over, which all these guys I've just mentioned are on 800, 900, a million dollars, he's in a position here where he could potentially, if all these clubs are renegotiating, talk to Parramatta, Melbourne, the Sharks, the Roosters, the Raiders, Dragons, Southland. There's some big hitters in there that could potentially come over the top. So this is scary for the Bulldogs. And I can throw out one more curveball if you're a Penrith fan and you want to conspire it here. Stephen Crichton apparently is being chased heavy by the Dolphins. He's off next year as well. You know, he got an upgrade of close to 700000 The Dolphins apparently want to pay fullback money. Would you see anywhere in his heart, somewhere that Penrith could convince him to come back on potentially a little bit less and take up a similar deal maybe for seven hundred grand to play in the centres maybe for a couple of years? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, like, I... It'd be very, very hard in his position to knock back a Para, a Roosters, or a Storm, or one of those big clubs, or even the Sharks, with the way they're heading with Fitzgibbon. If the money's there, and you know things are going the right direction, there's some real good options there. But I just thought, in the back of my mind, if the Crichton thing works out, how may look, you know, Stephen Crichton just gets offered way too much money. He's still young enough to potentially go back to Penrith for a couple of years, and then who knows what happens from there. Who knows? Luai might get to a point where he wants more money and they say we're not willing to pay it and he moves into the halves and they pay him that little bit. Like, there's possibilities there. But I just looked at it today because people were talking about the option and the Bulldogs. I said, forget the Bulldogs. I want to look at who else has got halves there if he hits the market. If he's available, I looked at all those situations and thought there's so many clubs here that could go for him next year. It's not funny. But Brisbane have got both their halves signed. Titans have got foreign sex in that long term. Cowboys, a couple of years. You know, the Dolphins, yeah, I don't think he'd consider that. There's only a handful of clubs that really wouldn't be able to go after him. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, if he opted out and wanted to go to market and told the Bulldogs, like, I'll accept an offer, but I'm also going to see what's out there. There's some clubs there that if they don't keep their halves that they've got, whether it be a Moses, a Brown, a Munster, you know, God knows. Like, there's, there's some clubs there that have some serious money to throw. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. So that's something very interesting to keep our eyes on. But <sighs> there you go. That wraps us up for a second time this week. Thank you to the Penrith Solar Centre. Don't be sidelined by rising bills this season. The team at Penrith Solar are dedicated to helping you get the highest quality solar solutions and tackle your electricity bills. Give them a call on 1820 2930 or visit the website today, au. As I said a couple of weeks ago, the bills just keep going up. I think there was another announcement today um, about the kilowatt hour and everything's just heading that direction. So if there was ever a time to consider a system, it's a long-term investment. Call Jake and the crew there. And again, um, bluebet.com.au. They support us. They support our charity. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, do it with them. And that great offer this weekend on all games for the NRL. Back a team head-to-head. And if they lead by six points or more at halftime, Bluebet will pay you out as a winner up to $100. Lead by six at halftime. You win. Terms and conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Charity bet I haven't thought of yet, Boxhead, but hopefully can build on that win from last week for our charity, Bears of Hope. $557.50. Obviously, want to crack the $1,000 mark again. Um, but yeah, hopefully get on a bit of a roll now. Yeah. But there you go. Done for another week. Two shows in the can uh, around before the Origin teams are selected again, before heading into the final short round of the season, the decider, and then we're on the run home. So the year's certainly flying by. Yeah, sure is. 
sure is, that's for sure. And uh, for us on the weekend, like you said, both Manly games, Manly for Massey, Manly for New South Wales Cup on the Sunday. So hopefully a couple more Ws for the Mounties. Yeah, we'll see how we go. That's obviously the plan. Two wins out of the five starts so far for, for me as, as a cup coach, which has been, yeah, good. Uh, so, yeah, we've got nine games to go. We've got a few toughies ahead. We've still got, still got to run into Penrith at home out here at Bluebet, which will be which will be tough. Um, got Newtown next week, who are right up there as well. So, yeah, we've got some tough, tough games ahead, but, uh, you know, we keep chipping away. We'll, it'll all be winnable. Ron Matthews probably, that's getting to its, yeah, the... We've got five games left in a bye in Massey, so we yeah, sort of getting getting to the point. I think we sit in fourth now after the win on Friday night. So uh, yeah, important important sort of this weekend's very important for for Ron Massey. So that'll be a big huge game. Hundred percent, uh, like you said, on the run home there, and plenty of footy left in cup. Things are heading in a positive direction, and I'll probably say it again here. Um, you're obviously not on the social media stuff as much as I am, but. Anyone that I haven't replied to because there was so many messages, I'm sure Brock will reiterate exactly what I'm saying now, that we really appreciate the support. Uh, obviously, the kind remarks fused over a month ago when you took the job, but there's been plenty of messages of people just saying they've obviously really enjoyed the, the show over the years and they're very happy for you. So um, I didn't reply to all of them, and obviously you don't use it as much as I do, but I'm sure you'd agree uh, yeah, to all those people. Stay away from it. Yes, yeah, a big thank stay you. Stay away from it. For uh, all those messages, they're very yeah, kind. Well, yeah, there's a lot of lot of good people, a lot of people um, text and called, which was more than what some did. So um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, good to have a lot of support. Uh, and yeah, like I, I know a lot of people are worried about the show stopping. So Mounties certainly haven't come to me, or Canterbury haven't come to me and said that we need to stop the show. I don't think we're you know, we're offensive or we're giving away, you know, the secrets from either club. So we just come on and talk footy and try and analyse the game. And, yeah, we're producing a good show, so we're going to continue to do that, and I'll do it for as long as I possibly can. And for all you poor sods out there, if he ends up going, then you're just going to have to listen to me talk to myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't go until I get told that I can't do it anymore. Obviously, yeah. So I don't, I don't see why, um, why, why I couldn't do it, irrespective of what platform I'm, I'm coaching on. So that's yeah, certainly, certainly not a platform where we we bring anyone down or we, you know, cause any offence. I don't think. So no. We just tell it like it is, and we analyse footy and keep it real. That's right. And try and ed- try and educate. So. Um, yeah, I think I think we produce a, a show which is authentic, and it's certainly not like any other podcast um, around. So, yeah, it is it is what it is. A lot of people like to listen. Some don't. Some don't like the show, and that's okay too. Yeah, so, we're not everyone's cup of tea, but no, which is cool. That's life, and for all the same, things would be pretty fucking boring. <laughs> yeah, but we'll end on that note again. Uh, just put it out there for those people it's not that no one's not trying to reply uh, he doesn't really use the media I'm there I haven't replied to everyone but uh, thanks to everyone that has sent those messages and again for everyone's ongoing support I haven't said it in a long time 
rate and review us on iTunes. You can also do that on Spotify now, I figured out. I don't use Spotify, but some people listen on there. So feel free to drop us a review, an inbox, a message, anytime you'd like. But for now, have a great week. Uh, and in, oh, Sorry, I've messed up the own bloody finisher there. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.